Buildings on Air with Kiefer Dunn on London Radio. Welcome, welcome to this episode of Buildings on Air. Buildings on Air is, of course, the show where we talk about left politics and architecture. Sometimes more of one, less of the other. I'm your host, Kiefer Dunn. Uh, and I'm really excited to be chatting with our uh, guest for this month's episode, Stan Catterbeck. Stan, how are you? Fine, Kiefer. Yeah, th- thanks for coming to the show. Um, Stan, uh, for, for uh, listeners, is a structural engineer uh, by trade uh, with decades of experience. Uh, maybe most famous is the man who shut down uh, Wrigley Stadium for building violations uh, during your <laughs> time regular, as... Regular season, by the way. <laughs> yeah, during, during your time as building commissioner yeah. here in Chicago. We'll, we'll come back to that one, but yeah, you know, okay. uh, as a show that... Um, you know, is based on the south side of Chicago uh, and interested in uh, safe building environments. Uh, this makes you, you know, uh, hero number one for building. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> for at least the Southsiders, yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, you know, maybe you could just get, uh, fill us in on your background a little bit. You know, I know you're, you're structural engineer. I think mostly in the world of infrastructure, right? Right, right. So, uh, I mean, I got my start at CTA, mm-hmm. um, worked over there for a good number of years. I enjoyed it. Uh, went to a consultant uh, and then went to the city. Uh, and I spent uh, like 12 and a half years at the city um, wow. as both a commissioner, a deputy commissioner of bridges and bridges and transit. Uh-huh. And then uh, buildings. All right. I was first deputy commissioner and then commissioner. So yeah, how does how does one become the commissioner of buildings? Like how do you, how do you get that gig? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> you know, uh, so I worked for the woman. Uh, what was her name? Uh, I can't remember it. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I worked for her, and uh, she retired, uh-huh. right? Or she was kind of pushed out because. Uh, she had uh, she was involved in the E two disaster and porch disaster, yeah. And they brought me in as the only structural engineer in the building department, right? Which and, is very you know, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was you know you would think the building park would have a ton of structural engineers, or at least more than me. <laughs> and uh, no, but uh, so she had a rocky go of it, and then. Uh, you know, basically, I talked to, uh, I made it clear that I was interested, and uh, I became commissioner. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, the kind of context of those disasters is interesting, right? I think uh, really there's a kind of real need for technical expertise at the top. Maybe you can give us some context. I'm, you know, I'm roughly familiar with the the sort of porch incidents of of that time, um, but I, you mentioned another one. Was it E two? I'm not familiar. E two, right. So that there was a, a, a club on the uh, near south side, and uh, somebody had pepper sprayed uh, another guest. All right, Thanks. and suddenly there was this bolting for the door. All right, mm-hmm. and uh, it was down an emergency exit or something, mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of people got piled up, and uh, several people, uh, maybe ten people, died. Oh wow! And uh, you know, they uh, 
ultimately took the guy to court who owned the building and, uh, you know, uh, he had to cough up uh, major cash and, uh, you know, he was held liable. Yeah. And, and the, the sort of porch incidents too, um, you know, I think that that, that was, uh, uh, there was kind of one major porch collapse that resulted right. in some fatalities, right. but, but also if I remember right, it was kind of a series of incidents over a few years, right? Right. 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 Um, of sort of just like underbuilt porches uh, or poorly maintained porches that, that were dangerous. Yeah, poorly maintained probably. But mm-hmm. even the, the new porches that were built weren't exactly built to uh, standards that you would sit there and say, you know, this is a safe porch. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, they uh, use expansion anchors in the, uh, uh, the masonry, uh, but they didn't go in far enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other, you know, it's they were uh, fascia block on the uh, buildings, mm-hmm. and uh, what happened at Wrightwood, uh, I guess, was uh, the uh, expansion anchors pulled out of the wall mm-hmm. and came down. You yeah. know, they overloaded uh, the porch, but you know they came down. Right. And so yeah. we enacted. Uh, I I remember one of the first jobs I had is. Deputy, first deputy was uh, we rewrote the code for uh, porches right. and really erred on the side of safety. Uh, you could land a, an airplane on the, the damn porch. <laughs> <you know? laughs> you know, it was 100 pounds per square foot. And, uh, you know, we had all these connections and everything. It actually published a porch guide, how to, how to build a porch, yeah. uh, get it through buildings, you know. Uh, yeah, it was, that was the uh, the whole thing. Uh, make porches safer, right? right? But there still were a lot of porches out there. You know, there's three hundred thousand buildings or something mm-hmm. like that in Chicago, and I cannot physically be at every porch. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. And you know, some of them are just you know winders on the small exit stairs. You know, yeah, but. Uh, Every time something happened on a porch, they call me and say, well, Commissioner Caterbeck, you know, why is this happening and all this? Right. I mean, it's it's interesting because it, it, I mean, it is one of those things where it seems like a kind of, um, I mean, there was a real political will to, to kind of solve that problem. But right. but but largely, I mean, a, 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 a kind of trust, one of these like small scale triumphs that, that has a big impact and probably saves lives that happen all the time in, in, um, in sort of the regulation of the built environment, right. Where right. Like sort of technical expertise lines up with the code and the regulation and um, the political will you hope uh, to kind of right. make, make a real improvement. Um, and, you know, I think like, Okay, as an architect, like I love to rag on the building code, right? And like we talk, right. we talk about the building code on the show, but like uh, it's stuff like that that really reminds you, like, what? Wow, like this is a real fundamental good, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, this right, is a... <laughs> right. I mean, there are, there's a huge gap in the building code for portions, right? Yeah. And I, well, you know, we design buildings for forty pounds per square foot mm-hmm. live load on the floors, right. all right. So that's, but that's the we way it's designed the deck for a hundred pounds. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just like yeah, contextualize that for maybe the non-architect, the an engineer audience, right? So like 
yeah, every square foot on your floor is expected to hold up 40 pounds of weight. Right. And uh, so the porches are two and a half times that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And maybe that was a little bit overboard. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think that the new Chicago building code walks it back down to 60 in certain contexts. But, right. but yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've professionally used the porch guide uh, you know, a, a bunches of times, uh, it's, it's, it's really convenient, uh, cause you have kind of like, uh, details and standard connections and everything yeah, right. like this. And it makes it really, uh, foolproof almost. Yeah. You know? right. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I used to have to go out and look at porches that were, had to be modified, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I use a porch guide and say, here, this is what you have to do, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's something as simple as uh, spanning uh, uh, 10 feet with a uh, stringer that's only uh, six inches, uh, uh, you know, deep. And, you know, uh, it probably won't work. Right, right. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's also interesting because there's a kind of, um, I think with the porch code specifically, um, and I, I'm, I'm really curious if my assessment here is right, but there seems to be a kind of like also like political realism attached to it in that like technically in the city of Chicago, if you want to build a porch, you got to hire an, an engineer, an architect. And, right. Uh, but, but there's a lot of kind of porch contractors who maybe just get an architect, a, a sort of two-bit two architect to stamp a drawing or something like this. And, um, you know, that doesn't ensure safety on its own, but when, but when there's this kind of guide there, um, you know, it maybe makes it more accessible in a way. Like, I'm wondering if, if that was kind of part of the thought process with, with some of those things, if there was any sort of thought of, about like how, how the industry like actually works and how you, how you sort of implement like, you know, these, these sort of uh, regulations. Well, it was certainly the industry at the time was not working. All right. Or the owners were not working. uh, Certainly Uh, they cheaped out on the porches and, uh, and, you know, every new building that was built, they had huge porches attached to them, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, we sort of, sort of closed the gap, you know, Uh, we, get them more accountable. And, you know, the porch guy was one thing. Uh, I used to have to personally review every porch that came in. Wow. <laughs> right. wow. And, uh, you know, and some of, I actually caught an architect, uh, somebody who claimed to be an architect who wasn't an architect, you yeah. know, and uh, you're right. You know, guys would sit there and stamp anything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, you know, you rely on this professional to do a job and mm-hmm. do it right. Right. And they don't do it. Right. And what is your your hammer, if you will? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's tough because you know the. I mean, I I go in in the U.S. Right. Like uh, the architects and engineers are regulated by the states, and and I go I go because I'm a huge nerd. I go to the I go to the state licensing board meetings for for the architects, and it's amazing, uh, like how how weak the enforcement mechanisms are. Uh, you know, most of the most of the architects and engineers who get reprimanded because you can it's all public. You can find it on the the uh, professional regulation department's website. 
they're, they're usually getting reprimanded because they forgot to pay child support or, or, right. or they have some sort of, maybe they owe money to the state, you know, in some way, right, right. Uh, rather than for, you know, sort of critical safety issues. That, right, right. You know, it seems uh, like something. Uh, yeah, might... some states are better than others on that, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that because like, like we were saying, I mean, I think this was a, a moment when maybe the, the sort of, there was a political will to bring in sort of and prop up technical expertise in, in a really serious way. Um, but we, and we alluded to the Wrigley Stadium incident, which maybe the political pressure was flowing in the opposite direction that time. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, all right. Started because the upper deck, a chunk of concrete fell to the lower deck. Uh -huh. All right. And, you know, we found out about it. And I said, you know, you have to sit there and get somebody out to knock down the loose concrete, you know? Right. And they, you know, they claimed they did it. All yeah. right. And we said, okay. And then they, it happened again. Hmm. All right. And this time it, it fell near a guy, you know, somebody sitting, uh, the, uh, you know, lower deck, uh, grandstand, uh -huh. grandstand seats. And again, you sit there and reprimand him. Right. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, a chunk of concrete nearly killed a kid. Yeah, jeez. All right. And I said, you know, enough's enough. All right. right. And I go to Sheila O'Grady, who was the uh, 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 the chief of staff at the time. And I said, hey, you know, look, you know, the Cubs aren't taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. And we have to do something because really it is a safety problem. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, well, it happens that the Cubs are going to go on an eight-day road trip. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, we can shut them down right after they play the last game of Wrigley. And they, if they, you know, make it safe, then they can reopen the first game after, you know, sure. after the eight games, after the eight-day road trip. And, you know, I got approval. And uh, came out and announced it uh, that evening of the last game <laughs> in a big, biggest press conference I ever did in my whole life. <laughs> there had to be 200 guys, uh, 200 people in this room, you know, national, all right, uh -huh. sports writers, everything. And I read my statement and everything. And uh, it's like all of a sudden, all right, then I said, well, are there any questions? And Sure enough, the guy raised his hand. He said, so, Commissioner Caterbeck, are you saying that the Cubs cannot play in Wrigley Field? And I said, no, the Cubs can play in Wrigley Field. It's just no one can watch them. <laughs> <laughs> and you thought I killed somebody. You know, they're going up to the window. Do you hear what this guy says? <laughs> and actually, it made it all the way to New York Times. <laughs> yeah. It's a, how, how did that situation end up resolving? Did they, did they feel the strong arm of the state and uh, get their butts in gear? Well, yeah, they, they felt the strong arm of the city. And, uh, you know, they, they went put nets up. Mm -hmm. All right. And the nets stayed up for probably 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Until they went and did the renovation. Right. And, uh, you know, it was serious because, you know, we have to enforce the building code. Right. It's for safety. Ostensibly, anyway, it's for safety. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, you have to, you got to get these guys' attention, you know. Sure. 
Right. And if they aren't paying attention, they have a hammer to use and you have to cite them and yeah. get their attention. Sure. And we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> on you for it too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 you know, in my experience of, you know, engaging with the, the sort of city building department as a, as a working architect, um, you know, my, my experience of the building department, but, you know, so for those who don't know, the city, every city works a little bit different, but the city of Chicago kind of has the building department and, it, and it's sort of split into DPD and, and buildings. So that's the right, right. Zone, zoning and, and buildings. And you, you got to kind of go through both to get a permit right, approved right. in most cases. And, um, you know, my, my experience working with the, the, the folks on the building side is that there is a real like good faith commitment to public safety. Right. And that, um, you know, if you have an issue or need to do something a little bit different, um, they'll work with you on it uh, in a very professional way as well right. uh, to kind of figure out what's going to work for the building and the project, but also for public safety. And, you know, on the zoning side, it's always been, for me anyway, a very different experience because right. that process that I don't know if they're just so <laughs> used to getting hammered by zoning attorneys all the time. So they're real yeah, bitter, right. but, but, or, or just the nature of zoning is a much more political process by default. But, but I always get really frustrated and have a very difficult time going through the, the zoning side. Um, and I, I don't know, like, I, I guess I don't really have much of a question there, except like, you know, am, am, am I crazy? Like, you know, is, is, is there any kind of those dynamics that you notice in your time as a commissioner? Well, I mean, zoning was its own animal and mm -hmm. it was a little bit uh, kind of uh, cozy up with the uh, lawyers. All right? right. And if you knew if you had the right lawyer, mm -hmm. you get anything you want. Right, right. If you had the wrong lawyer, you'd get nothing. Right. Right. And even so far as, you know, they had a a, a, a subcommittee of the uh, city council who mm -hmm. was responsible for overseeing it. And the one, there was one alderman who would always recuse himself, but his brother was his zoning lawyer. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, sure, you can recuse yourself. Well, you know what the answer is going to be anyway. <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah, and so, you know, consequently, that's why you have a lot of these large buildings on small lots, you know, large right. houses on small lots, uh, yeah. because the guy got away, uh, they get away with it. Yeah, it really, and it really stacks the deck for developers in that way, people who can afford the good. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wondering too, because like that, that process by nature is very political, like, and, and so it makes sense that it would have all kinds of pressures applied to it. And like, you know, the, I'm, I'm wondering like how that translates to the building side, because like, it's, there really is, it seems like that, that sort of... <laughs> more maybe i'm i'm putting a rose colored spin on it but a, a real a, a much deeper commitment to public safety in in a kind of way that's a little bit detached from the politics but i'm sure that there's there's they're not that department's not immune from political pressure oh um, yeah absolutely but yeah. you know it's probably less now with da now that daily's gone you know mm -hmm. uh, certainly there was a lot of politics uh the old boys network sure uh, I, I I believe the city council is a lot better uh, mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 
because there is such a diversity now uh, mm -hmm. and they don't uh, generally cave in to people. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe there are some, but uh, I think they do a better job. Yeah. You know, when I was building commissioner, yes, zoning would sit there and pass some stuff and we'd have to sit there and implement it and uh, all that. But mm -hmm. uh, the politics, I think, are better. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. And I'm 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 curious also just to hear about like, you know, yeah, like what is what is like the day to day in the life of a of a of, of a building commissioner? Uh, well, I, I was probably not your typical building because I did not sit in the office. Um, I had uh, a lot of, uh, I had great guys who worked for me, guys mm -hmm. and girls, uh, uh, and the inspectors. And they would sit there and they say, you know, uh, you know, commissioner, can you, you know, stand actually? <laughs> and can you come out and, you know, evaluate this place? Uh, you know, they had something called uh, public places of amusement. Mm -hmm which are, you know, there's a limited number of them. Uh, I forget. It's like, uh, it's assembly and it has uh, uh, a bar component and uh, some entertainment. All right. Gotcha. It's like, like and, a music venue. Yeah, right. Music venue or something, you know. Well, actually, there's also the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, Admiral Theater. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and, and I, I sent some of uh, my uh, deputies over there, and they looked at it, and you know, fine, you know, I, I didn't. They didn't touch the pole, but. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, presumably that needs to be structurally sturdy as well, right? Yeah, Occupation right, right. safety. Maybe that's more. Yeah, of and actually, thing. the Admiral Theater is very clean. Uh, <laughs> you know, from a public public place of amusement. <laughs> But you know, there were there were times when uh, I would have to go out and look at public places of the places of music, and because they got certified every year, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I came down on them because you know nobody likes the building commissioner showing up. <laughs> right. You know, sure. You know, it was never that when uh, before me or probably after me. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I did a lot of personal things made it personal. And uh, so public place amusement, uh, porches, you know, uh, uh, housing, a big problem with housing uh, hmm. because it was back in the, uh, what was it, the early 2000s. It was like anybody who could have a skill saw who could go to Home Depot and buy a skill saw thought themselves a carpenter. Right. And a developer. And you know, they they did these things, you know, they they dig foundations, and they, they wouldn't shore them next to the uh, houses, you know, the adjacent houses and all this other stuff. And we clamped down on it. And uh, actually, I had building inspectors go and blanket a neighborhood like Ukrainian village. Uh -huh. It's wild back then. And uh, I said, you know, Cite them if they're doing wrong, you know, mm -hmm. and they would go down the block one, two, three, you know, yeah. they get all these guys because they're, they're working outside of the permit or they are doing something wrong. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I made money, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I made a lot of enemies too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, another story, uh, -huh. uh 
a one of the first apprentices. You know, the show apprentice. Sure. Oh, right. Dolphin. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, he was the first winner of uh, first or second winner of uh, the uh, uh, apprentice program. Uh-huh. And he comes to my office and he said, "Well, you know who I am." I'm the apprentice, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm the, the apprentice. And I said, well, you know who I am? I'm the billing commissioner in your debt. <laughs> and, you know, I had people like cut off upper stories of buildings because they violated uh, the zoning for uh-huh. how high they are. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, I, one time uh, I went out and looked at this building and uh the guy enclosed it in a brick, took an existing building and enclosed it in a brick building. Mm-hmm. Literally blocked it up. <laughs> and, uh, and then he tore it down from the inside. And I, you know, again, I said, this isn't legal. Right, right. Oh, so the, I presumably what he was trying to do was get around some if it was a non-conforming structure right, right. zoning code and so he was trying to renovate the building right uh and get get around to get around that uh yeah. by, by, but by i mean I, yeah. you know one of the things about the link commissioner is uh-huh. you have unbridled power because <laughs> you can use the building code to whack people over the head yeah I mean, if i wanted to tear down the sears tower uh-huh because I got a hair up my, you know what, <laughs> I could do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He would fight. They would fight me. You know, the owners would fight me. But ultimately, if I had a good, solid reason for doing it, yeah, I could probably do it. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. I, you know, it was an interesting time when I was there because uh, they had a facade ordinance. Mm. You know, then you know, again. You know, guys wouldn't pay attention to the ordinance, and uh, so they skate around it. And uh, you know, I go out because I had a facade inspector, and he'd sit there and say, "Come on, you know." So there's buildings I went out on the uh, upper levels and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the uh, corner of Madison and LaSalle, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, go up there, and you know, it's falling down, you know. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, masonry, uh, the blocks are coming loose and everything else. And you mm-hmm. had to sit there and tell them, you know, you better hurry up and get this. Uh, there was uh, one time where I got uh, the city lawyers to uh, actually arrest them. Oh, wow. <laughs> because they didn't have, uh, they weren't paying attention. And, uh, you know, they were arrested. And then I got a call and, you know, can you let these guys out? Well, I will if they comply. Yeah. And will you, will you reflect on that a little bit? You know, just like, like, what is it like, you know, what did, like, how did, how did you like sit with that power on like a personal level? Like, I'm, I'm just curious. Well, I, I didn't abuse it. Okay. Sure, right. I mean, right. I, I knew I had power. Uh-huh. To shut down everything if I wanted to, <laughs> but you know, I all I cared about was is it safe or not. Right. And uh, if it wasn't safe, then I went and went to the wall, went to the mat. Sure. And uh, but if they were safe, then they're fine. You know. Right. Uh, I didn't have an axe to grind. Uh, there were some aldermen that did. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, uh, 
they uh, complained, and uh, but I ultimately prevailed. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, you remember Bernie Stone, uh, you all remember the 49th Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was the head of the uh, building uh, uh, committee, uh-huh. all right. And uh, ultimately, he said, you know, you were great, you know. Yeah. And I appreciated him. Uh, as the committee chair, and uh, he apparently appreciated me as the commissioner. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm curious too because, like, you thinking about, um, you know, I know I know you, Stan, and uh, so I know that, you know you're you're, you're, a real, you're a straight shooter, and you know, uh, have a have a real strong sense of of uh, of, of of ethics, right, in, in the right. general sense, but also professional ethics in its in its best sense right like uh there's professional ethics in in architecture and engineering a lot of that a lot of there's an interesting history there that's deserving of its own buildings on air because a lot of the professional ethical standards are really about uh business practices more so than life safety but but there is that life safety component i and i view that as the best part of of the professional ethics standards So, but like, you know, I, I like, I wonder, um, I'm sure like a lot of listeners are like thinking like, well, like what, if, what if you get the wrong person in there? Right. Like just well, like that, like, yeah. and, you know, there's, there's sort of, uh, and, and uh, like, how do these people get appointed? Right. Like, is this something that should be elected democratically? Like, you know, I, I'm wondering if, if you have just thoughts on, on that in general, based on, based on your experience. Well, I wouldn't recommend a collection <laughs> of building uh-huh. all right? Um, because that is politics, absolutely. Sure. And actually, the building commissioners, by and large, are great, you know, right. and uh, they have feel an obligation to do what is right. Uh-huh. They may not do as much as I did. Uh-huh. They may do more than I did. Uh-huh. But ultimately, they have the best... They have the city at heart, and uh, they have the safety of the the community at heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so another story is uh, I had this building uh, on 26th and Keeler, I guess, Hmm. on the west side, and uh, a car. it, It was unusual because they had a car park underneath the building, all right? Mm-hmm. It has a central square that came down to the, to the ground, but then the four quadrants of the building mm-hmm. were up on a car park. And the guy sat there and hit the uh, column and the uh, apartments came down. Oh, geez. Right? Yeah. The, uh, a quarter of the apartments. I go out there and uh, look at it. And, uh, you know, I sat there and actually went into the apartments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people are complaining, you know, they said, you know, there's rats uh, running in the walls. You can hear them oh, at wow. night. And I said, well, who owns this building? You know, and they gave me the name of the guy. And uh, I looked it up and he owned like 50 some buildings. Jeez, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, like on uh, uh, Independence Boulevard or Douglas Boulevard or someplace, you know, all over. Uh-huh. And uh, he was a rotten landlord. Uh-huh. Just rotten to the core. And uh, again, I, I sent the building uh, inspectors out and uh, they sat there and, and cited him all over mm-hmm. uh, for all of his apartments. 
I actually went to housing court. Mm -hmm. I used to be, I used to regularly get called to housing court. <laughs> wow. Because they never had a commissioner that knew anything and they said, you're great. Uh -huh. And uh, I sat there and we nailed the guy. Right. And uh, again, uh, it's because there is an obligation to protect citizens. Mm -hmm. However you want to do it, but right. you have to do it. Right. right. And uh, I did it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I think it's something that we don't sort of talk about enough just in, in politics or in architecture, you know, whatever <laughs> is, you know, like having that um, like real sensibility about like what civil service like means, <laughs> like in that sense. Right. 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 Like, um, you know, I think that um, that's something that's really been like, like the, the, like the possibility that, that, you know, you can, you can have that kind of commitment um, in good faith. Like it does, it doesn't really like exist in, in the popular consciousness. Right. Um, and I, and I think it's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have you on the show is, to, you know, cause you know, I'm sure it wasn't just you, like you're saying, it's kind of the coworkers and, and the inspectors and, you know, that there is a, a real, uh, a commitment there. And, and I think that that's probably like an important counter narrative that needs to be developed. Right. Uh, and I think, the building inspectors, uh, almost to a band, uh, yeah. to a person, uh, sat there and respected me, and they always knew I had their back. Yeah, right? and uh, it was great. You know, uh, they are consummate professionals. You know, sure. I mean, they get some rotten apples in the bunch, but right. by and large, uh, they're great. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's it's interesting too, because it just you know the 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 show in general. Uh, I, th I think we've kind of exhibited a general sort of skepticism um, towards technocracy, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. like, uh, for lots of good reasons, you know. Um, uh, but but I do think that there there especially when it comes to like issues of like clear public safety, like right. buildings, right? Like uh, there there really does need to be a kind of robust role for combining technical expertise in, in a slightly independent way with this kind of ethic of civ civil service and, and real authority, you know, right, that, that right. Makes, uh, it's kind of strikes me as a no brainer. And, you know, um, maybe people forget that because we've had, we've actually had pretty, pretty decent building codes for a hundred years now. <laughs> right. Well, because like the Iroquois theater fire, you yeah. know, ultimately that's the reason why they have the building code. Right. Which, uh, yeah, which was a, a fire in, was it the 1890s? Uh, no, it was like 1905 or 1910. Uh -huh. And it was terrible. I mean, I think there were 300 people that died. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, just to bring that up too, it's, you know, that was one of the events that precipitated the Chicago Building Code, right? And, and right. the Chicago Building Code is one of the oldest building codes in the country. And Chicago is also the last major city to have its own building code that wasn't based on a model code. So like right. just for, for listeners who might not know, the, a, a model code is a, a, a building code that's developed by 
basic, I mean, I mean by committee. developing organization, but they're literally, they're publishers, like right. is the kind of business model. And then municipalities adopt those model codes into their law with amendments. And we've talked about this in the show all the time, how it's ridiculous that building codes can be copywritten when they're, when there's the law, but that's an issue yeah, right. extensively. But, but I, you know, I, I think it's really, it's really interesting to talk about the sort of like uniqueness of the Chicago code, which Chicago did just adopt a new model, a new building code that is based on the model building. Code. Right. Right. Um, it's more heavily amended than other cities um, versions of it. But like, I, you know, I'm, I'm wondering sort of what, what your thoughts are on, on, on all of that, on the code, code development or the uniqueness of the Chicago code. Like how did, how do you, how do you process that? Well, I think the Chicago building code is a good building code, a great mm -hmm. building code actually, because it builds on experiences, you know, local experience, of what happened. It's, mm -hmm. it, it is a reactive code in many ways, but uh, ultimately uh, it provides for safety, all right? right? And so, you know, the Iroquois Theater Fire, or, you know, E2, or, you know, you name it, they, portraits, you know, they, they sit there and modify it mm -hmm. to address these gaps, all right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it became kind of unwieldy after a while. Right. And so, it's good that they reference the International Building Code, uh, mm -hmm. probably, but certainly I hope that they have uh, amended it heavily. Yeah. Kept the good things about the Chicago Building Code, adjusted some things that aren't good about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it still is, I think, probably the best building code out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're number one. <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, in my experience, the new code is is really it's really great to work with, um, and it does seem like a lot of the good amendments and things kind of carried over. Right. I'm just waiting for the zoning code to get the same uh, modernization. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be waiting for a long time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'm. In our last in our last few minutes here too, I'm I'm curious to talk a little bit about your sort of um, life life after public service too. I mean, what was that what was that transition like for you? Uh, well, I did uh, some uh, I did work for a contractor uh, because I, I I was in the limelight so much, and you know if you went to a consultant, then it's like well you know you're not. Uh, you won't be uh, straight or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they couldn't really sit there and argue with a uh, contractor because contractors have to hard bid uh, work, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a great experience, but uh, ultimately I transitioned into consulting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's great, but I still think uh, probably the best job is with the city. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Although the, the building commissioner, I always felt like I had a target on my back. But, yeah. uh, you know, uh, bridges and transit, I definitely liked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I probably I mean, would have grown to like building commissioner too. <laughs> gotcha. Well, what were some of the, you know, we talked, we talked about some of, some of the things that you, uh, sort of laid the hammer down on. Uh, I'm curious what, what sort of projects, uh, happened under your o oversight. Uh, that you really sort of enjoy uh, working on um, and sort of uh, shepherding through through the through the process. You know, it's 
it's about safety. Uh, it, uh -huh. You know, if I could improve the safety of buildings, I was happy. Uh -huh. All right. Um, I didn't like the fact that it was a 24-hour call, uh, seven days a week. Um, you know, I, you know, one time I got a call to go to Cabrini Green because there were uh, stuff falling off but right. on Saturday night in uh, July. Yeah. And uh, again, I had, you know, I had to uh, go up there and uh, look at it and uh, decide if it was safe or not. And, uh, you know, again, people invite you in, you know. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, you know, here, look at this, you know, or look at this, you know, can't we right. do something about it? And, yeah. uh, you know, if you can sit there and affect some change, it's good. Yeah. And if you can't affect change, then it becomes frustrating, you know? Yeah. And uh, it just, I, I would say it's improving the safety. You know, yeah. it, it was the point where I was inspecting a building on the west side. All right. And a bunch of guys pulled up and I thought, oh, this is looking bad. And they sat there and said, hey, commissioner, how are you? <laughs> you know, and I could go anywhere, you know, because they knew me. I, I affected lives in a positive way mm -hmm. and people respected it. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the best we hope for when you, when you, the best thing you can hope for when you get into, you know, uh, the built environment, working on the built environment, no matter what what sort of uh, angle, what sort of part of the construction industry you're on, like I, I think, very very few people. I mean, well, maybe except for the developers. The developers get into it to make money right. <laughs> for the most. But some some of them, yeah, I'm sure even some of them have have a, have a heart. They have a, a heart. <laughs> right. But I, I, I think like lots of us, we we get into this because we wanna we wanna build something positive in the world. Right. Like, and, um, you know, I think, uh, and, and kind of affect a positive change, you know, I, I think you, you don't go to architecture school or engineering school or, or go into the trades because, you know, um, you, 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 you want to cut corners, you know, it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, uh, uh, it's really, it's really, um, cool that you were able to do that. We do have a, yeah, we do have a, an award. It's, it's a kind of, joke award uh on buildings on air called the airy which is a, a an award for uh you know distinguished public service you usually we reserve it for you know uh the the person at the water department who picks up our calls about water pressure. <laughs> <laughs> things like this you know stand uh you know, officially you know the trophy will be in the mail but you know buildings on oh, air yeah, okay. recipient for you uh congratulations <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> yeah uh you know it's it's coveted it's coveted what can i say yeah well, that's <laughs> Uh, one one last question before we go. You know, I know you're you're an IIT alum. Um, yeah. uh, I'm an IIT alum. You know, I think the um, the architects uh, have a have a certain perspective on the Mies van der Rohe architecture of the IIT campus. Yeah. I'm wondering uh, what the engineers' perspective was on that campus. I'm just curious. <laughs> you know? Oh well, I actually like Mies van der Rohe. Yeah. All right. Actually, I, 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 you know, he he's a great architect, and right. I, and Crown Hall was, you know, like the epitome of his architecture. You right. know, uh, alumni hall. You know, again, yeah. it's that sort of thing. And what you hope is, 
that they uh, do right by it by uh, investing money in it so mm -hmm. that it's for future generations. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'll say, you know, like the Federal Center, okay? Uh -huh. It's great because it's Mies Fillings buildings and, you know, the post office is great and all this, but then again, they did replace the original federal center, which was Henry Cobb or something like, uh, uh -huh. Henry Ives Cobb, was it? I think so. Yeah. And it was this massive building, you know, with a dome on it and everything. And yeah. I remember going there as a kid and, uh, saying, well, that's, you know, wow. You know, the government, uh, this is says government on it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's tragic. They tore it down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, one of the things that also kind of parallels this conversation in an interesting way is the fact that, uh, you know, the Daily Center, the city building, it's a mere 40 stories, but uh, it's the tallest built, tallest skyscraper under 40 stories in the world because, you know, uh, the, they ha they stretched it vertically. Yeah. <laughs> the floor to floor heights are extreme. So it would be roughly the same height. Maybe it's taller uh, than the federal building, yeah, right. <laughs> which right. uh, says everything about uh, the city of Chicago. <laughs> well, they had those huge beams, yeah, the spandrel beams, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, though, they had problem with the core 10 steel, I think, when it yeah. went up. I think they yeah. still have a problem with it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. metal is quite weathered. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So for listeners who next time you're going by a building, core 10 steel is steel that's designed to rust without falling apart. And so, you know, uh, but, but it rusts. So, uh, you know, it kind of. It's something you got to manage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it but it does make it uh, a rather unique sort of uh, steel and glass skyscraper uh, on our on our skyline. Yeah, right. Uh, well, Stan, thanks so much for joining Buildings on Air. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else that comes to mind that you want to kind of uh, or something we we only glossed on that you wanted to go deeper in in a, in, in the last minute. Um, I always just like, it's okay if not, I always just like to give folks the opportunity yeah. if something comes to mind. No, it's, uh, again, being building commissioner was great. Being building commissioner sucked. I look back at my time there uh, sometimes with fondness. So yeah, uh, certainly the people uh, I love. So. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, Hopefully it does, uh, yeah, some some small part in, uh, you know, enriching that uh, sort of value of civil service uh, we were talking about. Um, and folks, we'll catch you uh, next month on Buildings on Air. Thanks so much again, Stan. Thanks, Kiefer. I'll see you. Bye. Bye. This has been Buildings on Air on Lumpen Radio. Buildings on Air is a production of Lumpen Radio. Hosted by Kiefer Dunn. Produced by Logan Bay and Jamie Trecker. Visit us on the web at buildingsonair.live. If you want us to answer your questions about buildings on the air, send them via Twitter at BLDGS on air or via email at buildingsonair at gmail.com This show is also available as a podcast on iTunes.